Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now we are a proud member of the 143 podcast network the Cheers to Comics podcast is proudly affiliated with NSCLiveTV.com. That's No Signal Comics. NSCLiveTV.com. Find the Cheers to Comics podcast on channel 34 of NSCLiveTV.com. No Signal Comics. The best in auction action. Again and welcome back to the Cheers to Comics podcast. I'm your host Brian Wayne, and this is episode 241. The 241st episode just so happens to be a creator corner. The creator that I cornered on this here episode was Brian Silverbacks. I've been following Brian Silverbacks, turns out, since day one of his career, his professional career, and uh, yeah, I think this this episode was a long time coming. Uh, I don't know why it didn't happen sooner. I just we kind of talked about it beforehand, and uh, it just seemed like it was almost too easy. But I'll be dipped. It happened, and uh, <laughs> it was a good time. This guy has all of the energy. It's not very often where I say, "Jesus Christ, dude." I mean, I didn't say it, but I was thinking, like, "Jesus Christ, you have a lot of energy." <laughs> And, uh, yeah, well, shit, it's nice that someone can keep up with my enthusiasm in this industry. He's enthusiastic as shit. Uh, he's promoting his upcoming, or his ongoing Kickstarter, as a matter of fact, Kara Prime. All the links to the description will be in the, uh, or the links to the Kickstarter will be in the description of the podcast. But, uh, yeah, man. Uh, Brian Silverbacks, the, the, the dude's a beast, and I look forward to you listening <laughs> to this, uh, this here creator corner. Actually, he even kind of turns it around on me a little bit, so, uh, some things come out about the podcast that maybe weren't so public before. Uh, <laughs> it's an interesting listen, folks, trust me. So, without further ado, I bring to you the man, Brian Silverbacks. Brian Silverbacks. How are you, man? What's up, dude? dude? I'm happy to be here. Oh, I'm happy you're here. You know, my middle name is Wayne. Y- yeah, you know, uh, you told me this. I, I-, I drop in on your uh, your live drawing sessions, and I remember having that conversation. I was like, what are the fucking odds? Because my middle name is actually Wayne as well. My last name is so goddamn Nordic, it's impossible to pronounce. So I just prefer, let's just, you know, oh. stick with it. Yeah, my, I'm, I'm at... Yeah, uh, Brian Wayne. That's it's just too perfect, right? We're meant to be in comics. We got the <laughs> bro Wayne. It's it's, yeah. it's all there. It's all there. Just missing a 
continent so, of a couple yeah of i and and you know my last name isn't silverbacks right so like but so our both of our first and middle names are the same one <laughs> one letter difference uh, yeah man that's uh like i said uh, we were talking about it earlier this is a layup like this, this yeah, is this meant be to fun, happen. Man. I notice all the comics you have in the background. It looks oh. like you're a big DC guy. Well, that's just what you see. I'm, I'm a, I'm a little bit of everything, man. I, I could show you. I see the Max over there. Yeah, oh yeah, dude. There, you know, this Metal Shark bro on the wall. Uh, okay. Yep, yep. Um, and then there's a little, a whole lot oh, of wow. Spawn over there. Yeah, man. Now, are you are you reading or are you just enjoying the covers? Oh, dude, I read, man. I read like you wouldn't believe. I've got notebooks, and I actually take notes on all this stuff to retain it because I, I, I'm trying to be the comic book fucking guru. Like, I want people to come wow, to me when dude. they, they want to know about shit. And I, I'm, I think it's safe to say that I subscribe to about 80% of Marvel titles and about 75% of DC titles on top of the shit ton of indies i'd pick up and i read you them. must have a pretty good day job that pays very well in no, order to keep up with all that shit it's all sacrifice man it's like not loving anything you know just it, it's all my family and then comics that's where all my money goes is family and my comics i, I don't play video games i don't collect anything now, else it's just comics i'm turning the interview around on you so okay so what like with all of this input and all of this knowledge that you have from reading and understanding comic books, is there an ulterior motive to where you want to draw or you want to write or you want to create or you want to somehow get all this information so that you can use it to focus it on something you're doing? Actually, I worked ass backwards. I, start, I got into this thinking, well, I'm going to team up with the writer and I'm going to teach myself how to doodle and cartoon and all of that. And then I immediately realized that, man, collaborating with people is fucking difficult. Uh, because yeah. I, I've got. If you a, don't have the right team, shit. It's it's. A lot of people will sacrifice only a certain part to be part of what you've got going on. Yep. So if you guys didn't come into this thing with a joint vision, and you don't have deep enough pockets to keep me interested, you're wholehearted. You'll be the one doing all the podcasts and all mm -hmm. the interviews and all the posting on social media. While this month, or can we cuss? Oh, you could cuss all you like. All sir. right. Well, while this motherfucker is over here talking about I'm going to the movies, or I'm going to go do this, or I'm getting drunk this weekend, or I'm going to get high, and you're like, motherfucker, we've got a project that needs to be hyped up, and you're and and what happens is they they're they're hired help, right? So when it comes time for you to do your Kickstarter campaign or whatever it is you've got going on they they've gotten paid that's their interest that's as far as their interest goes is they got paid but you on the other hand the person that paid them are trying to make this become something more than than anyone knows that it can be yep. and if your team isn't on that same level with you then fuck them man yeah no dude or I you just have to go into it knowing you have to go into it knowing that they don't care. They'll talk to your face and say, oh, man, I love this project. This is great. I really love drawing whatever your guy's name is. But just know that the second it cut, they, they've got they've cashed their check and they're on to the next thing. You don't matter. Yep. Yeah, dude. And uh, I, I 
I was lucky enough to realize that immediately. I can't say my the circumstances were identical to that because honestly, we were both going in on no pay. We were just like, let's just get our shit out there. We're oh, okay, you yeah. go in Splitsville. Yeah, man. Uh, uh, but I'm guessing the crut, the 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 nucleus of the idea is yours. Uh, that's that's what the argument became. <laughs> you know, it was a, uh, so yeah. Uh, but you know, this this isn't my origin story uh but this is also yeah, so, a great so lesson though there... this is a great lesson for anybody out there wanting to do that because this, this is rule number one you gotta love who you're collaborating with man because it is yeah you do gotta, need to it's gotta be test a the waters effort. test the waters do small projects together uh just go out together just be seen like do things together and just see if your style of movies is the same. Your style of uh, love of artwork. Like, you just see if you have this understanding and then then build from there. Because if you don't, it's not like you have to disown or not be friends with that person. You'll just know how to treat that circumstance. Yes. I can still be his friend, but I know at the end of the day, he's cashing a check, but he does great work. That's what I know to expect. But in your mind, you're always looking for that perfect Bo Derek walking down the beach, <laughs> looking for that 10 that perfectly matches what you're trying to do. Yeah. So with all that, are you going to pursue anything with this comic knowledge, this this guru of comicdom that you have are working on? To be completely truthful, I would rather be somebody to help others that are much more talented than I could ever be, ah, okay, bring them okay. into the spotlight. Because, At what level? Do you want to be an editor, or do you just want to be like an idea man? Oh, dude, I, I'm happy being a fucking podcaster, being their stepping stone on their oh, first okay, Kickstarter, there you go, dude. my bad. I totally discounted the format we're doing right now. <laughs> Sorry. No, believe it or not, this is what I'm trying to do. <laughs> this is, this is. I just, I want to be the best at it. So that's, this that's, is This is... This is your show right here? This is it. This is it, man. What's Me. it called? Cheers to Comics. Cheers to Comics. How long have you been doing it since uh, the pandemic? I just celebrated the two-year anniversary two last year? week. I, uh, this right is episode 241. On. I put out about three episodes a week. And and you're going it through Stitcher and SoundCloud and iTunes oh, yeah. and all that stuff? Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. Are you part of a network? I am. As a matter of fact, that would be the age of radio. You'd know Joey. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. I was I was getting ready to yeah. try to. T I I don't keep up with it, but I was gonna say, hey, I got a guy that maybe you should try getting oh, on his. Totally. I've been a uh, part of the one four three network for shit about a year now, man. Joey and oh, I. Oh, good, good, good. We're good. We're good see, buddies. That that's that's another. I I like having people that are doing things, so that if I run across somebody, I can like match them up. Be like, dude, I know someone that does exactly <laughs> what the fuck you need, and they're cool. Yep. And then when I tell people. I'd like to think that I'm a pretty good judge of character. I did it for a living for seven years. Mm -hmm. uh, but so I, I want people to understand that if I, if, if I ever send somebody your way, then I'm 90% sure they're going to be good people. Like, the, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't just do it. Oh, yeah. I, I don't want to look like, yeah, I know a guy. I'm the coolest guy, you know, but let me mm -hmm. I don't do it like that. No. So I like, and so that's what I was about to do with you and Joey, but apparently you guys were <laughs> oh. fucking cooler than me. No, no, man. I, uh, I've, I've, I remember Joey back when he was doing the big two podcast and his co-host at that time tried to swoop in on this podcast and, um, what do you mean swoop in? Yeah, she was his co-host and then she came on mine and she's like, you know what? I think I want to do yours. And I was like, well, I don't do that. 
So then she kind of buried herself because, you know, naturally it's, yeah, yeah it's, it's all fun, man. It's all fun. This is fun. <laughs> but the, the, right. the cream rises to the top, man. It, it does. So what's the biggest score you've gotten? Oh, dude. I mean, I've had, uh, well, my favorite like creator work... wise, like who's the biggest name? Well, I could say that the, the goals I've set, I, I said I, within the first three years, I wanted to get my favorite working illustrator. And that'd be and Rob Guillory. Who is? Rob Guillory. Rob Guillory right. is my fucking dude. Well, I mean, been there, done that. <laughs> and then I was like, all right, how about my favorite working writer, John Lehman? Me and John Lehman, I mean, we fucking go back and forth on Twitter and shit now. I mean, it's... <laughs> uh, That's li- pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, man. man this, is, this is good. Life is good. Cheers to comics. Brian works hard. This is... All but right. I love this stuff. These are, I, I read all of this stuff, and it's respected, and it's seen. They, I mean, Guillory actually, you know, I guess I tell tales out of school here. On Facebook, uh, I remember Rob Guillory put up a post, and he was like, hey, it's something about dropping books. And I was like, ah, shit, for as many books as I get. And I just kind of, you know, I threw it on the table. And I was like, oh, fuck, it, 30 books a week. I don't drop many. It takes a lot for me to drop a book. And he was like, well, how much do you read? Well, I actually put out a bunch of, I I told you, I take notes on all this. I shot him screenshots of all the notes I took on farmhand. Every single issue of Chew. All 60 chapters of Chew. I had diligent fucking notes on. And I shot all that to him. Next thing you know, this motherfucker's on my podcast. You know, it's, uh, (laughs) I I work hard and and I get to play hard because of it. When I say play hard, that means I get to work at a higher level. that's what it's about. I think that's what's lost on a lot of people. I don't know how old you are, but a lot of younger people just think if they wish really hard that shit's going to happen because their mom and dad or their best friend told them they could. And I don't know that a lot of people are willing to put in fucking work. Like it's hard work, man. It's, and it's not cheap. You know, I, 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 I'm not torrenting this shit. You know, I mean, it's very little reward until there is reward well seriously who else uh, trying to be the most knowledgeable comic book person there's not a lot of people out there willing to put in that work and that's a fucking tough job i mean there's a I mean, you got the comic historians and all of those guys out there that are plastered all over youtube but those are the people i'm coming for man because i know i read more fucking books than them they've just been reading longer than me that's all they have on <laughs> that's all it is man i'm calling them out right now it's uh, i i i read fucking books like do you see that stack of books on the table there? The ones going up and down? Yeah, that's this week. Like, that's uh. that's what I brought home this week that I haven't already, what hasn't been separated from and filed away. And Yeah, dude, it's, I put in the work. But like I said, man, I love that, yeah, I never get interviewed. This is kind of nice, but this is this is all about you, Brian. So <laughs> it is, it is. No, we want to know your origin story. It's just about having fun. It's just that about it having is. fun, man. And we're two guys named Brian fucking just chilling and having fun, like talking for the first time. So did you read Loggerhead? Boom. Boom, All baby. Right. Yes, sir. So, yes, sir. So I this did. is my very first. This is my very first full pay, full story comic book ever written. And I and so illustrated. But so I understand that there's growing rooms. But what like what is your overall feel? Okay. Uh, of what I presented. I, I, I feel definitely that, 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 uh, the terror instance, you know, that something's always working, lurking behind, you know, just, yeah. you, you get that with the angles for sure. So I get the horror vibe and I like that. Cause I would imagine, you know, bloody Bayou it should be pretty horrific, right? Well, yeah. The name came after, like, I just knew it was going to be loggerhead 
And since it was a one shot, I needed to make it clear that, you know, that little parenthesis or uh, the colon and then something else so that you know that it's not going to be ongoing. This right. is Bloody Bayou, number one. And then the next one's going to be Loggerhead Cold Blood, number one, mm -hmm. where that way you know that it's that the Bloody Bayou would just happen to be something I was like, I wrote the story without knowing the name. Well, that that helps too because a lot of people make the mistake of going, "Hey, those two words go really good together. Let's turn that into a comic book," you know. And uh, you know, it's like you're not naming a band, man. Like, let's <laughs> let's write the story, and then you know, you give it what. No, it's I didn't due. come up with the name until almost until I was, uh, um, I was like writing the last two pages, I believe, when when I finally was like, "Oh, that's it." Badass man, badass dude. Uh. <laughs> I, I dig it, man. Uh, I know you. As you can a, say bad things, by the way. No, oh, dude, I don't say bad things. I don't. Uh, that, well, you, just... can, you can say that there's some spots that didn't appeal to you, or whatever, <laughs> and I'll fully understand. Well, you could tell that you, you, doing a one shot in twenty pages is difficult. It it's is. Rushed. Well, yeah, and I don't want to say rushed, but there's just a couple, like four more pages would have done this a lot of justice. Yeah, like, I, I, I thought about that, but then I the money like oh dude yeah there's there's about a thousand dollar difference between a 20 page book and a 24 page That's book insane. or whatever you know what i'm saying like there's a when you factor in you got to pay the letterer 15 10 a page so there you got four more pages of that you got to pay your the person that flats it you got to pay that person you know another ten dollars eight dollars a page hmm. and then you've got to I have my layout guy who did my panel layouts. I got to pay him like 30 to $40 a page. And, and now I'm like, well, shit. Yeah, no dude. Uh, I, so it I didn't realize it'd be that expensive to be honest. Well, maybe I, it was not a thousand dollars, but it's, it's, it's close. It's probably, it depends on how you're working. The only, the only reason I colored this book was simply because it was cheaper to do that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it makes sense, man. It makes sense. Uh, Am I a comic book colorist? By no means. Do I have enough to scrape by? Probably. I'd say it's extremely passable if that's what you're looking for. A hundred percent. Yeah, man. There's. But I did scrape up. By. So there's another. There's another installment of Loggerhead coming out in December. It's uh, Loggerhead and um, Loggerhead and Starbaster. They're doing a team up. So yes. I I did the inks. And I colored that entire book. Okay, damn man. Um, I'm that's see, I'm excited for a crossover. I would love to see fucking Loggerhead crossover into any universe. And I know that's kind of, yeah, you're that's building your building. own universe. Yes, yes, that's what sir. We're but I'm also building it in a way to allow. So when when I first got on the scout, it was probably about January or February of 2000. 20 2020 and they said all right well we're going to take loggerhead and we're going to publish it and i was like oh yeah 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 so i finished the book up but i had already been doing variant covers for some of the scout creators yes so i had been working with the creator of star bastard andrew clemson okay and i had been work i had i did like two or three covers for star bastard that never got released but doing that, I was in contact with him, and I liked the story, and we got to talking, and we've done some podcast stuff together. And 
And then I thought, well, I was like, well, why can't my character and his character just do something together? So I said, hey, would you be open to that? He's like, oh, dude, that'd be awesome. Because right about the time Loggerhead hit the shelves, the last issue of Star Bastard was out. So that would mean that there'd be no more Star Bastard to come. There were in the foreseeable future. It was it was kind of a done thing already. Hmm. But when he pitched it to me, like Star Bastard is really like if Captain Kirk and Lobo and Kenny Powers were mashed up together, that's who Star Bastard is. <laughs> and I was like, dude, let's just have some fun. So he ended up writing this script. He wrote this script that's coming out in December where uh, Star Bastard's doing some stuff and gets captured. And also in that captured area is Loggerhead. So, and then there's where the story begins. So I thought, and so I, I talked to the scout guys and I was like, hey, do you think it's okay that I team up with the writer of so-and-so? He's going to write it and, I'm, and we're going to take care of the artwork. Is that something that you guys would be doing? Uh, would you be okay with that? And they said, yeah, we're already doing another crossover that we haven't told anybody about. And that was the Gut Ghost and Stabity Bunny crossover. Oh, shit. Right on. So that comes out in November. That ass, dude. That but, ass. So they, Stabity Bunny and Gut Ghost had beat me to the crossover punch. But the fact that I didn't have any prior knowledge to that, and then the guys at Scout were like, Dude, that's going to be pretty cool. That's, it's fun to feel everything kind of opening up because I think part of one thing that keeps indie comics different from Marvel and DC is the lack of connectivity between the guy at this table, the guy at that table, the guy at that table. Like, they all have their own thing, and they're never – so part of the appeal of a customer is when I go to the movies and I watch a Spider-Man movie and all the fucking Iron Man shows up, you're like, whoa, that's cool. So when I buy this guy's book at the comic book convention and I see this guy's character walking in the background or even interacting with the character, and now we're supplying something that is what generates a, a nice response from the consumer. Dude, uh, you're absolutely right about that. And you, you, you couldn't have said it better about the difference in between uh, an indie multiverse compared to you know marvel or dc the, the, the biggest hurdle in that entire thing is rights and payments yes you're that, the, that's where it gets tricky until until there's a clear cut like because let's say that i team up with this guy's character who's not published right or neither one of us are published and somehow his his team up book that he's selling of our two characters gets a movie deal or some shit like that and then now we're in this weird like i can see it being a big a big problem without yeah. and then the red tape can be just so cumbersome that they're like well fuck it you know what i don't even want to do the team up because i've got to sign 18 pages of waivers i've got to do this stuff and it may never netflix may never see it yeah, but we're doing all this paperwork and creating this division between you and I as creators, on the off chance that what we're making is going to be a hit. Well, uh, that, that that definitely creates a, a stressful situation when it comes down yeah. to it. It takes away from a lot of the fun of creating, and it's yeah. a shame that's what it has and that, to and be. And that's why everybody just keeps their head down and works on their own shit. Yeah, 
yeah. Well, hopefully, I mean, Scout does. Scout just seems so different from everybody else, and I don't. I'm not just saying that. They're, they seem like they're ahead of the curve. They're doing everything first now. You know, they're making sure that people get Scout books before Diamond even distributes them now. And, uh, I, and that's not hard to do. Diamond's a turd. But. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've I've done wore my mic out screaming about Diamond. <laughs> but no, yeah. So Scout. Scout I mean, I have no insider trading tips to offer. All I know is that they seem to care about, they care about the content, they care about the creators, and they care about the customers. And I don't, I don't see that being like, that's the three, yeah, the three C's right there, you know, yeah. content creators and customers. And so they're always trying to, like they, they just announced today they're doing a uh they signed some sort of uh exclusive toy making deal they got like how many toy other making indie... deal now holy yeah shit. how many other indie besides i mean image old image like first image in 95 and 96 had toys right but i don't know i don't i can't think of another independent company that has a toy line no. Now there could be independent creators, like maybe, you know, this creator made his own toys of the goon or whatever. But I'm talking about like a publisher right. saying that we're gonna have toys from some of our popular titles. Yeah, no, I, I I think you're absolutely right about that. So once it, I mean, it just furthers my point, and Scout is ahead of the curve. I know that they they just landed the the, the movie deal, you know, the, with the movie producing company. So yeah, Scout, yeah. But... I, and then what was it? Three days later, AfterShock does the same thing. So like they're they're trendsetters right now, man. It's uh, I dig the shit out of what Scout does. And my point to all that is, is if there's ever a way for a company or if I were to ever have to put my faith in any publisher to be able to iron out all the red tape and headaches it is for a crossover type of universe I think Scout would be the first one to find the the well the less they're stressful. the home of loggerhead so yeah, I'm hoping, uh, yeah right I have I, I've talked to them about how I'm gonna move forward with the whole Kara Prime thing which Kara Prime is live on Kickstarter we've only got 14 or 15 days left for the Kara Prime Kickstarter. Yes, sir. Um, I, I told them that I know that every story that, that, uh, Jonathan and I create for Kara prime is not going to be worthy of being single public single issue published through scout, but some of them may be, but they all take place in the same world. So, uh, Jonathan and I are, what we're going to do is we're going to make, uh, a hundred like about a hundred page, 80 to a hundred pages of content with you know different stories and then we're going to do like a kickstarter and get do uh it's going to be called like tales from kara prime volume one okay and then the consumer buys it and then there'll be one two three four stories in there and then once those stories are in that graphic novel form and in the customer's hands we'll pitch those same four stories to scout and say would you like to publish these as indie flop like just a floppy issue a piece just to get them out so that's kind of like that still leaves meat on the bone for the publisher to uh, still get money because of the floppy. And then because we didn't sell floppies of each story. Gotcha. You know, so that it can be so it won't be like I'm just selling them the same thing I already made money exactly. on. Exactly. 
No, that, that, that's a that's a wise strategy. So that, for that's sure. kind of what my plan is with moving forward with the Kara Prime stuff. Now, Loggerhead, though, that's already parked at, at Scout. Yep. So Loggerhead stories are coming from Scout. Awesome, man. Well, and I, I, I don't, I wouldn't have it any other way. I do. I just there's something about Scout. They just put their title on a book, and it just automatically just feels better. I don't know. Just, they put out that's quality awesome, stuff, man. man. I'm, I'm happy to hear you say that. I'm, I, I, Partly because I'm happy that I have a title that's on that brand. Well, I mean, if I were to give any advice, I'd say, yeah, maybe have a few of your Kara Prime uh, universes. Oh, <laughs> Trust me, I've tried. I, I tried to get the whole. I was. I tried to get them to take the whole Kara Prime thing, and I. Eh, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, when- I can. They didn't. They didn't. They didn't bite on that right now. But I mean, granted, I I'm new to the game. Right. I don't have years of service. I don't have a huge following. I don't have this name. I don't have all of the stuff that says, yes, we will do whatever you like, sir. So I don't have that. So I understand the fact that they're like, let's just test you and see what you can bring to the table before we start talking big shit like that. And well, I hope that's what they're thinking. Well, and that's that's what I respect about Scout is, you know, they, they, they're, not just, they're not just Netflixing shit and just bringing anybody in that's willing to play in the sandbox no 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 they have a they uh, a scouting (laughs) a scouting process they go through you know they don't just take on anybody it's quality control so yeah and 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 that and i'm I'm happy that my uh my piece of work made it through the through the through the grit the strainer that is Dude, I know you. You seem like you're not so sure about this, man. But I'm telling you, it it, it is a beautiful book. It is. It's just four more pages of a little bit of what is loggerhead, and <laughs> this this baby's fucking sell sold out. Like that's, that's... all right. Well, let let me tell let me tell you let me give you some inside scoop on the on the next issue. Tell me. All right. So, uh, you're familiar with Jonathan Hedrick from the Recount? Yes. All yes. Right, so Jonathan is a scout creator. His book comes out in November, The Recount. Yeah, I've got the ash can. had a Kickstarter called Freak Show Princess that I did a cover for. Oh. I also did a cover for The Recount. Nice, man. And, well, him and I, he has, he has, he has tasted the waters of Kara Prime. Okay. And when I reached out to him, I was just talking with, I was just bullshitting with him, talking about what's going on, how you, how's The Recount doing, all this stuff. And he said, man, I'd really like to write a loggerhead story. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, you want to write a story about this giant turtle man that, like, why would you want to write about my shit? Like, you're doing cool stuff. And he's like, no, I'd like to write a story for loggerhead. I said, well, fucking do it. And then, so he said, hey, man, does loggerhead have, like, an arch enemy? And I said, loggerhead's more like a Bigfoot right now. He's like a... It, does he really exist? Does he not exist? That's how everybody believes. But I guess, I guess he could have like a, a an arch enemy, like so to speak, like someone that's. And so we started brainstorming, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I started posting pictures on social media this character that we were creating. Okay. So have you seen any kind of character that I've created uh, recently? Dude, I, I follow your Facebook, man. You put out a lot of stuff. <laughs> like, All right, so I got lost in the sauce. <laughs> totally, man. You're doing right. Inktober right now. I'm drawn to that. So it's, so it's a big fucking polar bear. Oh, fuck. 
Are you kidding me? A guy? Oh, come on, man. It's a big cybernetic polar bear that's got like this cyborg arm, this cyborg face, like totally 90s. No, I like, see it, it now. Is straight out of the 90s. Uh, no, now that you say it, I remember the drawing for sure. The, the... <laughs> yeah, so, so that, that creation, the, the character's name is Arctica. Yes. So Arctica was created by Jonathan to be the anti-loggerhead. All right. But, but Jonathan wasn't really super familiar with what, how everything worked in Kara Prime, like who's connected to who and all this shit. So for, the, for like three days, him and I did a backstory thing where we were like, all right, well, what if this is the reason why? What if this is how that happened? So the backstory for the character is 100% locked in to everything in Kara Prime. It doesn't feel like it's just, oh, they need a bad guy. Boop, there's a bad guy. It's just been, it's a space thing or mm. something like it's in space fours or whatever the fuck the, the thing is <laughs> like so it's we put a, we put like a lot of work into making sure that the backstory for arctica fits not only in what loggerhead has going on but it fits in many different places within the world of kara prime it has a function dig it i dig so, it man. so that's what we did so so in the next issue of loggerhead once again, you're going to be buying a loggerhead book, and I think loggerhead's probably going to only be in like five pages of it. <laughs> but there's a lot of shit going on, and but John and Jonathan, so he made this character, and then he wrote the 20 page story for loggerhead uh, called Blood. That's badass, man. See, the and right now, as we speak, that script has been uh, that script has been uh, edited. And is in the hands of the artist that's doing the page art right now. Damn. So I mean, this this is happening. This is totally happening. You say December? Yeah. No, no, no. That December is Star Bastard and Loggerhead. Oh, that's right. That's shows. right. That's right. I should probably have this submitted to Scout by December, nice. which means that'll take another three months before it can get in the rotation for Diamond and Previews Magazine and all that stuff. So we probably won't see this copy until maybe valentine's day or so cool i mean shit i'm patient especially when we're getting but th so that's that's that project now uh, do you have an agenda do you have like a list of questions that we need to hit Dude, before i fucking ramble on this is about your kickstarter man i'll get to the whatever else i need to get to when i get to it but <laughs> right, mo so the most important thing is this all of this stuff is based on the kickstarter see one thing that you can get in the kickstarter when you when you get the handbook you get this entire page that tells you about the world uh, and it tells you like World War III happened and here's the shit that, here's the world we live in and that's why all of these characters live within that world, that's gotcha. how they interact with it. This right here is a lot of hard work to make that shit fun, different, and have the ability to tell stories that don't all feel the same. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's a challenge for sure. One may think, well, shit, anybody could do a handbook. Not when you're trying to build a whole universe and you want it to be right. You know, you don't want to have a whole bunch of plot holes and shit that people can immediately well, go, I'm, whoa, I'm whoa, sure whoa. I'm sure there's going to be plot holes, but I, I've done my best to not make it feel as amateur as it is. Right I don't on. know how it's going to come across, but I know it's going to feel less amateur than 
than a guy that's never done this shit before. I'm not exact. I'm going to be the Kevin Feige of this universe, mm -hmm. but I'm by no means that cool. Right, dude. Oh. I, I I get you, but at the same time, nobody knows your characters better than you. So I mean, I it's... well, who knows? Maybe. But here's the thing: I've got to be willing to step back and recognize your writing skills. You know how to write, uh, you know how to write love stories. So if I don't have the experience of writing love stories, I need to be able to take a back seat to characters that I created and let you have some creative freedom to tell the story that's most engaging to the customers and serves my purpose as well. Like, so part of being a good Kevin Feige as, as, a, as a now or a verb or whatever <laughs> it is, is understanding the strengths of the people that I'm dealing with and willing to uh, pull back on my need to, I've got, it's mine, it's mine, it's mine. Yeah, and that's, uh, I can imagine how hard that would be. I mean, I could only imagine. But at the same time, I mean, you seem like a cool enough dude. And I mean, you've already put your faith into some people. And look, we, uh, Arctica? Oh, shit. What, yeah. Yeah. Come on, dude. I, I'm telling you, what? I see that fucking goddamn cyber bear in my head now. And it's, you it's killed so it on that. Ass, dude. It got so, when I posted those pictures online, it got such a response. People didn't even know what the fuck it was. They're just like, that has got to be one of the coolest things I've seen recently. Yeah. And I was just like, no one knew that it had anything to do with Loggerhead. They didn't know that it was going to be a comic book thing. They just thought it was something I drew. And they were like, oh, man, that's awesome. But and so this, what this did, what like to get back to, so Jonathan wrote this story for Loggerhead. I had nothing to do with the, I had a little to do with the writing. Like I helped him with the story, but he wrote it. You know what I mean? Gotcha. And I agreed on what the main story was but he wrote the comic if that makes sense totally so he did that but that what that did is it started a relationship up between me and jonathan so now jonathan still wants to play in Kara prime outside of doing the loggerhead story that he had thought about when he wanted to do so now jonathan and i have taken that and we're writing another story that has nothing to do with loggerhead or any of those guys it's about like this guy on a spaceship who is like brand new out of the boot camp and has to do some stuff that he doesn't know how to do. And so we're writing, we're writing a, a, a rated R violent comedy in space <laughs> that has that the only thing that has to do is like the, the, a couple of the companies and a couple of names and stuff, but it won't have anything that directly interacts with Loggerhead or Apex or Arctica, but it's a Kara Prime story. And we're working on that right now. And at the same time we're working on that, uh, we're working on another horror. Um, so I wanted to, I wanted to come up with a character that could rival Jason Voorhees and okay. Michael Myers in, in the iconic, I'm just going to kill some shit and I can come back time and time and time again. I wanted to see if we could create something cool enough that it could just keep coming back and people wouldn't get tired of seeing this killer character come back. So we're working on that. I could give you details, but I'm not going to because we've already, we've already established like the main thing that sets him, uh, his iconic part of his anatomy we've already got that and we already understand how he is summoned and how he will be 
defeated at the end, like the thing that the kids got to do to make him go away. Like we already know how to do that already. Gotcha. But we can't do too much focusing on that one until we get the the space story done. Damn. And so, you, but but all of these things I'm working with Jonathan on. Well, that's that's promising for sure, man. That, that's promising knowing that somebody is invested into these uh, these characters. Feels, dude, I cannot tell you how cool it feels to have someone that has been doing something a little longer than you have and has got more acclaim than you wants to play with your toys. Yeah. Like I, 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 I told my wife, I was like, somebody actually wants to play with my toys. What? Like that must mean I made some pretty cool fucking toys. Yeah. Or, or at least they look cool enough for you to come investigate and take a closer look. Right. And I don't think that every creator will have that or has had that feeling of somebody else wants to, wants to play around in their sandbox. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's a rare feeling, especially when you're just a, a guy starting, you know, you've done a few covers, some badass covers, mind you. Um, yeah, honestly, which one did you like the most? Dude, Metal Shark Bro is how I learned you, who you were. Like, I saw that cover and I was like, what the fuck that's is this? That's the first one. Yeah, well, that's, uh, so I've been a fan since day one then. I, I could say that because, uh, dude, Metal Shark Bro is my shit. Like, top five all-time books. And that, that cover, uh, I mean, the only reason that one's up on the wall is because it's signed by Walter. You know, those yeah. are all signed books. But, oh, dude, that, that Metal Shark Bro cover is... That's all, I don't know, are you, I'm guessing you've been around me long enough that you're, you're familiar with the story of how that came to pass. Uh, how, how, no, I don't know. Oh, I got how, that. Uh, no, how that cover landed on that book. No, I don't actually. I've talked with Bob and Kevin several times now, and I, I haven't got that story out, man. So tell me, dude, tell me your All fucking right. origin so, story, your first comic book fucking breakthrough. So here's how we did it. Let me crack open a new water, Walmart water. Um, I, I, I do conventions and I try to make money. And I wanted to get into the cover art, the variant cover art game. But I knew that I wasn't going to do it with Deadpool, with Batman, with Spider-Man. I'm not going to do it with any characters from the big two or probably from Image. So I said to myself, I need to focus on some indie shit. And I need to look at Kickstarter and start doing fan art of stuff that there's actually a possibility that I could get a cover gig out of this. So I started looking on the internet and I found, and I saw, I was like, what in the hell is a metal shark, bro? Mm -hmm. And I clicked on it and there were only like two images that I could find on the internet. And I was like, all right, so it's a heavy metal shark. That's all I knew. And I knew that he had the floating eyeball because it had a name, like one of the pictures Ira. that Ira. And I was like, all right, so he's obviously a character. I said, what if I do, I said to myself, I'll just do me, I'll do my version of this Metal Shark Bro, because uh, Walter's Metal Shark Bro is very distinct and very box head. Mm -hmm. His head is very cube-like. And I think I saw the image, uh, Not no, that, that's the A cover, the, the Jake Smith cover with him like dancing. And yeah, like yeah, this. yep. And I think those were like two of the only three images I could find online. Mm -hmm. So there was no real, like, this is the way it has to be done. So I was like, well, what would a great white head of a shark look like? So I tried to, 
I, I wasn't even thinking street sharks at the time, but everybody <laughs> said, oh, it looks like street sharks. <laughs> but that wasn't, I didn't think about that when I did it. So I was like, well, let me do me. I'll do a close up. I'll have it rock on. I'll throw all the Todd McFarlane looking details in there. And then, uh, and then I'll color it. So I colored it. If you look deep dive into my Facebook, I colored that thing live on Facebook from no start shit. to finish. Damn. It's on there. So, right. so I did that. And then like the next day I emailed it to like, or I, I text message it to metal shark bro on Facebook. I didn't know who anybody. So I just, <laughs> Hey metal shark bro. Here's a cover. I did. If you needed a variant cover, feel free to use this and just credit me. Like I, I don't, I don't want any money from you. I just want to see if you can use my cover to help get me some exposure. Damn. And uh, the response I got from metal shark bro, was uh we don't have uh looks great uh we don't have any work there, there, there's no more variant covers but it looks nice thank you and i was like well all right well shit. Hmm. so i just posted it online and i tagged like hey this is metal shark bro here's my version of metal shark bro blah 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 the next day scout contacted me <laughs> and said hey i really liked that metal shark bro thing you did do you think we can use that as our cover for our exclusive for the store? And I said, uh, yes, please. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and from there, then it was like, Hey, I like that one. What about this title? What about this title? And what about this? So that's why a lot of my covers that I first did were the, for the scout store exclusives because they didn't have, they didn't have a, uh, slots available for the a and b cover that they had already solicited right. through diamond and stuff and it's just going to an incur it like, i don't know it's about you know the creator has to approve the cover also mm -hmm. yes so there were there was a number of covers that i did that still have yet to be used ever for the but i was asked to do them hmm. so but that metal shark bro cover that is how that happened well dude that just i'm telling you scout they're special man they're special and uh, it's you you say well i want to just put it out there so to get my name out there dude i didn't i wouldn't know who the fuck you were i probably would by now because i'm a scout follower and you know the second i would have seen loggerhead i would have been like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> but i mean i i wouldn't have been following you for i don't know what over a year and a half for sure yeah. so th so that was me like i was willing to give away artwork that was going to be used on any published cover. I had put it out there. I was like, if you are 100% getting your book published, I will give you a cover. And the, the first one to bite, the only one that gave me any thing was the, the scout metal shark bro. And then I just, I just beat that shit until I was out. I just kept beating that horse. Well, and now doesn't Walter have a fucking variant cover for loggerhead? Yes. Yeah. Well, when it was time for when it was time for me to do Loggerhead, so I my goal was to do a Kickstarter for Loggerhead at the beginning of this year, and I I hadn't approached Scout with like Scout knew I was doing Loggerhead, but they they didn't they just didn't say anything. So I was like, well, fuck it, I'm going to do a Kickstarter. That was my goal. I was going to have a Kickstarter. Well, on my Kickstarter, I planned on trying to get the most money I could out of my Kickstarter. So I had like eight variant covers mm. from just artists that I had been working with. And I reached out to Walter and I was like, Hey, 
uh, I did a cover for you. you. I said, would you like to do one that I could use for this loggerhead Kickstarter? And he was like, yeah, man, no problem. And he sent it over. And probably and like, like three minutes, too, because the guy's the fastest fucking artist. He is in the fast play. as shit. <laughs> yeah. It did not take long. And and then uh, the he, he sent it to me, and the eyes came back yellow. And I said, hey, can you make his eyes red? And then a couple of days, I got the red eyes. And then so I also did uh, I did a cover for... Um, I did a cover for a comic book called Planet Caravan. Okay. From Scout Comics. And the artist for that is Stefano Cardicelli. Yes. And he is in Italy, I believe. And so I did a cover for his book and I reached out to him. I said, Hey, Stefano, would you be able or interested in doing a loggerhead cover? And he was like, Yeah, sure. So boom, now I got that. And then I had some other artist friends of mine that haven't, that, I see at the conventions, but I don't really, uh, they're not really like comic book people yet, or they're right. not, th that's just not what they're doing quite. Right. So I had like three or four of them supply covers and we were going to have them all on the Kickstarter. Well, then Scout contacted me before the Kickstarter launched. So I shut the Kickstarter down and then I said, and I signed the contract with Scout. Well, they could only have, uh, they only allowed me an A and a B cover and a store exclusive. So uh, that was my cover. And then it was going to be Walter's cover was the B cover and Stefano was going to be the store exclusive. That was the only ones they allowed, but I still had those five covers that I already had from people. Right. Mm -hmm. So when it came time for scout to shop to, to stores to get, if a store wanted an exclusive cover, like their own variant cover, we showed them these five and said, Hey, would you like to use one of these? Oh, badass! Store exclusive. So that's how we ended up going with the, uh, the, the this one, the Action Comics. Yes, yeah, that one's badass, man. So Caesar Crawford did this cover. He just said, "Hey, man, I did this cover for Loggerhead. You can use it if you want." And he just sent it to me. <laughs> I was like, all right, cool, man. So it turns out that the guys at Space Cat Space Cadet Cadet Collectibles. Yeah, yeah. They, this was the exclusive that they wanted to run. So that's how his ended up getting used. So I, and then one day before, before, before the title was out, before it was published, I just had a dream. I, I, I went to bed thinking about what if I did like an eight bit cover? <laughs> and so I was trying to think about how I could pull off an eight bit cover. So I was, I, I, I thought like, I remember doing eight bit graphics in Adobe Illustrator. So I, while I was laying in bed, I was looking up. Oh, and I was like, oh yeah, that's how you do it. So when I, the first thing when I got out of bed was I pulled up, I started making eight bit graphic and did, and then I was good. Cause my goal was to just generate interest for the character loggerhead and get people to talk, say the word loggerhead out loud mm -hmm. so that when it does come on shelves, people will fucking remember it. So I was like, well, I know there's a lot of gamers out there. If I post this, maybe the graphic will get them interested. Well, when I posted that graphic, Scout contacted me and said, hey, man, that graphic you just posted, I think I can get a buyer for that to have them be their exclusive cover. Nice. I was, what? I said, I wasn't, I wasn't even trying to do that. Like, I was just wanting to create interest. And so that's how we ended up with this one. Yeah, dude. Oh, I fucking love that so much. I love it. 
uh, and uh, see, that's the thing. That that's one of the things that immediately attracted me to you was uh, your your uh, marketing ability. You you know what's gonna gain people or get people's interest. Like I mean, cover A is a fucking McFarlane homage. I, I'm pretty <laughs> yeah. sure you live drew that. Draw drew. I probably live colored it. Yes, I don't, yes. I don't oh. have a. I don't live draw a bunch of my traditional work because it can get boring. Gotcha. But mostly now I just do live colorings because I can talk more while I'm doing that. I'm less concentrating on like where does this line go, and it's kind of just it. It would be boring viewing, I think. No, okay. Well, like I could see that. I mean, maybe not though. Maybe not. I don't know. It's, I mean, as I've long as if you're not it, interested, then no I, one's going to be interested. So that's nothing hurts more than going live, and then just having nobody fuck like it says zero uh, up in the corner, and I'm like, been doing this shit for an hour, and I've had it say one zero one. I'm like, well, why the fuck do I even bother? Because for me to do it live, also. I have to not listen to the music that I want to listen to ah, because then yeah. Facebook will kick me off. Yep. So I have to listen to like generic dubstep or kind of like just melodic music in the background if I'm streaming live. Gotcha. But when I'm drawing, I like hitting my fucking playlist. I like hearing my fucking ICP and my NWA. I like hearing my shit. Gotcha. And that helps. So I can't do that. Or if I mute the if I mute my audio to the listeners, then they're not going to have any like they. So there's no win-win for me at that at that level. I gotcha. No, dude, that totally makes sense. And uh, so I, I, it's definitely coloring then that I, I just remember this this book happening live in front of me, and I was yeah. like, that fucking oh, cover so is gonna. I collect cover. homage covers, so I mean, you immediately had me there, man. I know that. Well, yeah. I didn't know that for you, but but I know. There are people that will just collect a certain, like their favorite cover is Spider-Man 300, yep. and they will collect any fucking comic book that has a Spider-Man 300 a much. It's a little overdone right now. Yeah. But but there, but there, what I, I know that there are iconic covers that when you do it, there is an audience for that outside of the audience for the interior of the book. No, I get and you. And I want to hit those as, as well. So I like doing homages because it's it's a little easier on my brain because like, like kind of the hard part of thinking has already been taken care of. Mm -hmm. It's all set up kind of how it's supposed to be. Right. So like for the for the for the recount for Jonathan's book, I did a Scarface homage. Like the, the I cover saw that. Scarface. Yeah, dude, that's so fucking badass, man. I'm hoping. Dude, how the cool only did reason that turn out? It's incredible, man. The only reason, the only reason I haven't purchased it yet because I'm a Scout subscriber to their monthly package and I'm, like, crossing my fingers hoping next month it's in there. If it's not in there, I'm going to the Scout store and I'm getting it. But <laughs> I, I just got my last Scout box, so I, I don't know how quickly they announce it. I, uh, I'm sure if I got on the website, they'd have well, the, the I'm sure. Now, well, you but... know that you're going to get a copy of the recount. Oh, yeah, I've got the ash can already. cover it's going to be. Right. And I think that he's I think he's had several other cover other other covers commissioned. Gotcha. And so the one that comes in the back, I'm going to I'm going to venture to guess the one that comes in your box will not be the A cover or my cover. Yeah. If uh, I had to guess. Well, that's just how shit works out for me. So <laughs> no, no, I'm telling you now because I know that there's at least one more cover that was commissioned. 
And I'm pretty sure that that is going to be the store exclusive, gotcha. which usually will be the one that also goes in the box. Right. All right. Well, I'll take your word for it, man. I mean, shit, what is it, like a 10 or $15 cover? I mean, that's nothing to... Well, no, but I'm saying, my, no, mine's going to be four ninety nine or three ninety nine. Are you kidding me? Yeah, oh, shit, there's no reason for me not cover. to buy, like, five of them then. Okay. No. <laughs> you're, like, your local comic book shop just has to order 10 copies to unlock the ability to buy as many as you want. Wow. You just have to have 10 A covers, and then you can buy as many Brian Silverbacks covers as you want. Okay. All right. See, that's that's good to know. That's really good to know. That's what I was told. All right. Um, fuck yeah, dude. But, but idea... it should have already FOC'd out. Yeah, I was to say, it's, it's, it's FOC'd. Uh, I definitely remember telling my shop to get the fuck, you know, get on recount though. And they listen to me. They do. They listen yeah. to me. Well, so. dude, the recount's going to be big. I mean, it, even though it doesn't really deal with anything that's currently in the politics world, <laughs> I think there could be a misconstrued and people will buy it because they think it does talk about. Right. And so I think it'll get a lot of attention simply because of the name of the book and yep. kind of subject matter. Although it doesn't directly deal with anything that's going on right now in the real world. Right. Yeah, no, I mean, it's 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 got my interest for sure, I mean, man. There's got to be a reason it's coming out in fucking November. Yeah, I mean, like I like said. Like the week after the election, I think, is when this book comes out. Is that? Damn, that's soon. Oh, I'm so fucking pumped. It's right around the corner, man. It's right around the corner. See, that's you scout guys, man. You know how to market your shit. You know oh, what you're doing. Oh, here's a sweet Easter egg. Here's a sweet Easter Ooh. egg that by the time we get to recount number four i think it's a four issue series that that, okay. that he did he's actually worked in a couple of he's asking his artist to work in a couple of easter eggs that could hint to this takes place in Kara prime oh shit! just as a just as a like it's not really but there could be some little things he's asked his artist to include these things that's we've talked about it which would just be fun for him and I and a couple of people to know about. Well, fuck yeah, dude. I mean, that's got to make you feel incredible, dude. That, I, I want to see it, man. If I see that shit in print, uh, I'll be like, yo, shit, man. Oh, man. That's going to be fun, though. But I, working with Jonathan, I've always, I've, always wanted a, a, I've always wanted a creative partner that was driven. And it's really fun to be working with Jonathan. And I can hear it when we talk that he wants to make shit happen. I mean, he's the, he's roughly the same age as I am. And we're, we're closer to dying than we are to being born. Right. So, <laughs> uh, we need to get on the ball and start getting some shit going. Yeah. And it's fun to be partnered with someone that actually has the drive and doesn't just think that something's magically going to work out for him. And yeah. he's talented. Yeah. Oh, fuck. To boot. I mean, who would have thought somebody talented and driven? Yeah, yeah. believe it. There are people out there like you guys. It's just so hard to to find. Even if two people are talented and driven, that doesn't mean that they're going to mesh together well. I mean, it's just it's so hard to find a team to be I mean, at least like well, we talked about earlier, from my experience, like fucking impossible to me just because I'm... I'm hoping, I'm hoping that things go great. I, I'm as, as an adult at my age, like I'm too easy. I'm like... If it's not, I'm too, I don't know if laid back is the word, but I'm too, I'm, I'm very aware of the things that I can control. Yeah. Whereas I think a younger person sometimes gets angry 
or uh, lashes out and has trouble accepting the fact that something is out of their control. Like if you just don't work well with somebody, it's not either of your faults. Right. It's just what it is. And instead of being angry, we just diagnose that and move on. Yep. So in my adult life, like I, I'm, I'm, I'm really just like, all right, well, let's just see what happens. And it's, and it's fun for me because I have a lot less stress that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I wish, dude. I, I wish I could have that, you know, th- th- find that, that type of connection. But at the same time, I'm perfectly, like, on, I'd rather be talking to just you than me having to share the mic with someone else getting to ask you questions, man. I'm selfish, <laughs> too. That's really what it comes down to is I'm selfish with my, with my baby. Well, see, so. I, always, I always thought of myself, like, I, when I was doing podcasting, I always wanted to have a two-man show because I didn't necessarily want every show to be like an interview show. Not that there's anything wrong with it, well, but no, I, I thought I wanted I wanted to treat it more like morning talk radio, to where we would have bits and jokes, and I could jab at him, and he would jab at me, or whatever, and have that repartee that people would enjoy. I thought that would be fun. Oh, I totally get. Well, see, that's the thing is, I only do one interview a week. My other two episodes, it's me telling you what the fuck is going on in the comic book world, whether it be telling you what's coming out and preaching the FOCs. Or the other episode being, hey, this is, you know, a few of the 30 books that I read last week. Let's talk about this. Only the thing is, is I'm not bouncing it off anybody. I'm just fucking riffing in a room without anybody else telling. Now, do you make videos to go with these as well? uh, Not really. Like, um, I, I don't really use the videos often only because... You're cutting your nuts off by not doing that. Well, it's, it's not that I don't have the videos. It's, uh, really just a matter of time. Like, I put out three episodes a week, editing three videos on top of working a full-time job and having a... It's really just a matter of but time. The, the way that I worked around that is you could just say, hey, the shit that I'm putting on YouTube or the shit that I'm making videos of is raw. Like, you put a little bumper at the front, uh, it'll put okay. a little bumper at the end, and you hit render. When I was doing my podcast, there's only one episode of my podcast that was edited yeah. And that, well, two. There was one episode that was edited because the guy I was with said some things that shouldn't have been said. <laughs> so that had to get edited out. And then the other one, the guy I was interviewing was so fucking boring. And he would wait <laughs> like an hour after the question would be asked before he'd start talking. Yep. And I was like, no one is going to listen to this shit. Yeah. No, so I just, I had to edit out all those gaps. Oh, I get you there. And honestly, when it comes to the audio, I don't edit anything. Is it my, the only editing I would be doing in the video is straight up just like comedic zoom-ins and shit like that. That is it's just production value is all it is. Yeah. I, I really do keep everything raw. There's only been two times where I've had to edit in one. Long pauser in between talks, just like you said. And two, the dude just after we was all said and done, he was like, oh, shit, I forgot to talk about all of this. So I had to hit record again and then somehow work that in ah but ah. yeah other than that no I, I keep it raw man i keep it raw i i i, I don't know i'm proud as of long as you ha- and i haven't listened to enough of your stuff but as long as you have the talent to avoid dead air oh that's you can do that oh yeah no there's no dead air no dead air i mean i get talking about comics you can't fucking shut me up dude like that's yeah, that's right. why i do i mean 
I'm legit. Like, I don't just play the part on, on, on Spotify, man. Like, this is my life, baby. This is, and there's not enough people out there that, you know, I could have a face-to-face conversation with and be like, well, fucking Tony Stark Iron Man, this is crazy what's going on in there. And by the way, fucking Fantastic <laughs> Fours and the Cosmic fucking Empire. Did you read all fucking 32 issues of the Absolute now, Carnage? Did you see the new theory coming out now? Well, I'm a movie guy, but it's it's that the annihilation may be the story that uh, the overarching for the next several phases of Marvel (laughs) could be the annihilation story. That's gnarly, man. That's gnarly. See, I don't follow the movie stuff enough because I'm a little uh, don't get me wrong. I go to all of them reading. So I don't I don't do a lot of reading. Plus, I can't I I don't spend the money or go to the shops like you're got to create, man. It's a lot easier to consume, you know, two and a half hours worth of media and enjoy that. I mean, to me, consuming two and a half hours worth of shit, that's absorbing all types of shit. And that's that's hard on the brain. And you you got shit to draw. You got shit to write me. This is all I, I, I do. I look at I look like I really enjoy movies and and TV because I like to deconstruct the parts of the story that worked. And so I look at them analytically, not just as entertainment. I want to watch him get the girl. Why do I, as the viewer, want to? Well, if they hadn't have done this thing in the back, I wouldn't have cared as much right now. So I watch movies and television shows with the analytical mind of, Whenever I'm going to write a story, I need to think about all these mm-hmm. different things that I found intriguing or these these storytelling devices. And it's fun for me to be able to pick those up while I'm watching live on something. But then when you're like, hey, babe, did you see the fact that he just did that? That's to demonstrate blah, blah, blah. And she's like, OK, can we watch the fucking movie? Right. No, I, yeah, I, but that's, I, I'm the I, I watch it. I watch stuff to learn new ways or to learn different ways to to do storytelling so that when I do sit down and write slash draw or whatever it is I'm going to do to create something, I can think, I can always have that extra information. Yeah, no, I mean, I I don't look down on that at all, man. I mean, as long as you're absorbing to learn, then, yeah, dude, uh, create I've just never been a reader. Dude, there's not... uh, Secret Confession, I didn't start reading comics until about a year and a half before I started the podcast. I, I, I just admired comics. I read about comics. I didn't start collecting until just, I mean, less than five years. I guess it's been about five years now. Oh, so you don't have any of the 90s stuff. I mean, not that I haven't gone back to, you know, seek out that I must read. But... No, well, dude, like the Extinction Agenda, the the Inferno... The X-Men Inferno was like the big thing when I was first starting getting comic books yeah. in the in the early 90s to late 80s. The Mark Silvestri was drawing and it was the Inferno series with Madam, Madeline Pryor and, and Mr. Sinister. Like that was the one that I was like, yes, sir, this is badass. Yeah, yeah, man. Oh, no, see, that there's there's some definite gaps that I'm missing. But when I got into it, like I I absorbed as much as I can. Like I said, I made it my life, and this is this. All I, right, so you need to get to you need to get to Ollie's. Do you guys have an Ollie's? We don't. Um, I mean, but we have the world's largest comic book store here in Denver. No, so. but Ollie's is like a, it's like an overflow warehouse. Okay. It's like it's kind of like like. Do you guys have Marshalls and TJ Maxx mm-hmm. and shit like that? Mm-hmm. 
it's like that. Like, but they also, it's like big lots. Like they have stuff, but never like a consistent stock. Gotcha. It's shit that people had in their warehouses that they just ship to try to get some sort of money from always ends up at Ollie's. Okay. And so my buddy went to Ollie's the other day and he was buying omnibuses for 20 bucks <laughs> of like, Damn. like just all kinds of stuff. But Ollie's is worth keeping an eye on. Like, cause they always have some sort of comic book things rotating through there. Gotcha. And cheap as shit. Brand new, still cellophane up and everything. Damn. All right. I gotta fucking look to see where the closest Ollie's is from Denver. Yeah, the thing is though, like you can never, like you can never know. Like you have to actually go in there right. to see if they have some because there's no website, there's no flyer that says mm. this week we got these. Mm -hmm. They don't know what the fuck they've got. <laughs> right on. Ah, it makes it fun, man. It's like you know, hunting in a way. Uh, fucking a, dude. You got me all interested. <laughs> so shit, we, we've we've talked about Kara Prime. Uh, yeah. So Kara Prime. So let me go into it a little bit. Just in case people are actually interested in backing my fucking Kickstarter. I think they're going to um, be. So year zero, this is something I made in 2015 or 2016. Gotcha. And this is the connected comic book universe. And you're like, but Brian, you just said Kara Prime. I had to change the name because by the time I was actually ready to put something out into the world that truly people would see upshot has it zero turned out to be a new publisher that came out like this year or last year yep and i had to pivot on the title so now it's called Kara prime gotcha. but it's the same thing this was 100 percent done by me so there's a lot of spelling errors in here <laughs> and but the the heart is all there so the Kara prime handbook is all of this information for all of these different characters but it has I've had a professional editor edit every word that is inside the handbook. So all the, all the spelling error or all the spellings have been corrected, uh, pronouns and this and that's. And then there's also an LGBTQ community person in this book okay. that I was just trying to be, uh, when I wrote the bio, I wrote it with the concern of not, you know, of being a nice, you know, doing it the right way. But then, so for this new iteration of the character, I actually reached out to somebody I know that's transitioning from uh, female to male. And I said, hey, will you take a look at this character bio and tell me, like, give me some insight? And they're like, no problem. And so when he did that, he looked over it and he was like, well, there's no way anyone in that position would have referred to themselves like this Ooh. or... Uh, this can be a little bit more uh, condescending than I think you're trying to say. So he walked me through a couple of things so that it's it's it feels more proper. No shit, right on, man. Well, that's, that's so, so I I, I took the time to try to make sure that I've got a way better polished version of this book that we can really start building on. And this book was the first the first time Loggerhead ever. Like this is where the loggerhead had started because oh, I had shit. handed this to the guys at scout when I started working with them. And I said, Hey, by the way, I'm doing some other shit on my own. And I said, I'm getting ready to write a graphic novel. And uh, James at scout looked through the book and said, Hey man, if I were, if I were a betting man, I would say you should probably do something with this character because he looks cool and he fits your art style pretty well. 
So I stopped what I was doing and immediately began working on a loggerhead project based on that recommendation. But that came out of this book. That's so awesome, man. That's incredible. So, so the the log, so the the Kara Prime handbook that is live on Kickstarter right now has all of these entries with all of the updated information, with way more artwork. I've incorporated like ten new artists to be a part of the book. So all the artwork in the book isn't just me. I'm featuring a lot of other artists inside the book to help. And every book, uh, I can't show you, but <laughs> on the pages inside the book every page like let's say you turn to the loggerhead page right there's going to be a central piece of artwork that has the full character and there's going to be two pieces of artwork on either side that are kind of toned out of the character just doing something right all right and so down in the corner of that page it's going to list the three the the artists that did those three pieces so that if you're looking at my handbook you can say i really like the style that this part was drawn in you can look right there and say, oh, that's Kevin Stewart's art. Mm -hmm. I'm going to follow him or I'd like to commission him to do something for me. So in the handbook, I'm still advertising and trying to assist other artists that, that need work. Like, so I'm, I, I'm not just selfishly saying thank you to everyone, you know, make this blanket statement. Thank you for everyone that made it. I'm consciously trying to help all of us fucking eat cake. That's all I want. Dude, uh, that's that's only gonna work out for you in the end, man. It, it is. It, it, it can't do. It, you can't hurt yourself that way. I mean, uh, it's hurting my pocket right well, now. Well, I mean, yeah, but money is whatever when it comes to creating something you love. I mean, I don't have. I don't have a day job. Yeah, well, you work like a motherfucker on <laughs> when it comes to drawing. That's I for wish damn it paid. <laughs> I wish it paid. But um, so that's that, what we didn't. I, what I didn't talk about. I don't know what fucking time it is, but uh, one thing I did not talk about was um, I did a so I was made aware that some there are some children that like the design of Loggerhead and find it appealing. Okay, but the book is written to a level to where they cannot enjoy it. No. <laughs> so, uh, Scout has also launched an all-ages uh, line, right, called Scoot. No shit. So, there's a... <laughs> I actually wrote a story called Lil Loggerhead. Oh, my God. And so, Lil Loggerhead is, is a chibiized version <sighs> of Loggerhead, and... In this story, Loggerhead and about eight other characters from the Kara Prime universe are playing stickball in the woods. <laughs> so you're going to see Arctica as a chibi. Oh, you're going to see Apex as a chibi and Blacksmith as a chibi. So right now, the it's at the it, my editor's looking at it right now. Once my editor looks at it, I'm going to sit and it's ju just the script. I don't have the artwork yet. But my editor has the script right now. And then once I get that script back, I'm sending it over to uh, the main person in charge of Scoot okay. and have him look over it and make sure that it fits the criteria before I send it off to the artist to draw. But there, there is a plan for a little loggerhead. Uh, it's called Little Loggerhead Game On. Oh, man. And so that's going to be an all-ages book that I wrote be, uh, for my grandson and my granddaughter. That's so badass, man. Uh, I dig it. I dig it so much.
Dude, I I honestly I have like a whole page of questions here, so I'm oh, gonna well, definitely let's, let's do some. Well, I mean, unfortunately, <laughs> uh, I'm I'm a little obligated elsewhere. But dude, I oh you gotta go make babies? Well, not necessarily. I gotta I gotta watch a baby. I gotta I gotta. Oh, it's yeah, your turn. It's my turn. It's my turn. All right, but did I love you have it. Any fucking juicy ones? Uh, dude, I got badass babies. Uh, no, no, I'm talking about juicy, juicy, juicy questions. Uh, actually, dude, I I did. I want to. Uh, I want to talk about. I'll give you quick answers that'll just tease you. All right. So you're a fucking cop, and all of a sudden you want to make comics. What the? I was wanting to make comics while I was a cop. I did. I started doing shows my last three years as a cop. I started doing conventions. Okay. Son of a so bitch. I was, I was. I was a cop. And I was doing conventions at the same time. What what gave you the uh, the 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 edge? Because it's hard to just quit something that you know seems so straightforward. Uh, I, uh, I was some poor decisions led to me having to make some abrupt changes rather quickly. Okay, all right. Well, I mean, shit, such is life. But fuck, here you are now, man. You got like, yeah. a loggerhead, brother. Trying to make the best out of it. All right, give me another one real quick. Oh. Uh, short answers. Short answers. Uh, all right. Check this out. You opened up for fucking Gucci Mane. Who's the best hip-hop group of all time? <laughs> NWA. Goddamn right it is. Goddamn right it NWA, is. I remember buying my first NWA cassette tape and playing it in my Volkswagen Beetle with my home stereo speaker that I wired into my radio, like it was a, from a home stereo sitting in the back. Like that's how gang, that's how ghetto-fied my shit was. And my parents didn't know that I was listening to Eazy-E and N.W.A. Dude, I had a fucking uh, a bazooka tube home stereo speaker in the backseat of my Ford Escort fucking listening. I had a Ford Escort GT. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me, dude? If mine wasn't the GT, I couldn't I couldn't spring for the GT. But <laughs> I had a, G, I had a, uh, a uh, 1988 Ford Escort GT. Oh, man. Oh, shit. point in time, I've had a lot of cars. Uh, yeah, I think mine was a, a 92. Either way, it was a fucking bucket, but I had the bazooka tube and NWA. Oh, man. Yeah. That's, uh, oh, and by the way, so the guys that I did the music with back in those days, yeah. like I'm working with uh, the guy Jacob now. Okay. I'm still working with him. First off, I'm still friends with everybody because one of them was my brother. Uh, another one uh, lives in Atlanta. Now he's got like four kids, and so he doesn't, doesn't get to come out of the house anymore. And then Jake has his grandkids living with him. But Jake did the music for the recount video that I posted. Oh, shit. The, the, the motion video. All right. So he, he made the theme to the recount comic. He made the loggerhead theme. And he's currently working on an Apex theme. He's currently working on an Arctica theme. Everybody inside the handbook is going to have their own music. Oh, shit, dude. And shout out again to the guy who's doing all this. Oh, that's Jacob Scrapco. That's the man. All right, man. Shit. Well, you might have to send me some links to his stuff. I, I'll dude, put them in the I'm episode. I'm going to be putting them on my website. When I get them done, I'm going to put them on my website as free MP3 downloads. All right. Fuck yeah, man. Oh, that's badass. Well, I'll, I'll link his shit in the, the episode as well, as well he as your have, Kickstarter. He doesn't have social stuff. No? Okay. Well, shit. Does he have like a SoundCloud or something? No, he has wow. me. Well, all right, man. Well, I'm trying to help him get back on his like he wants to get back into voice act. He wants to start doing. He got laid off, okay, because of the whole thing. He was working for Delta, gotcha. And Delta doesn't need mm. as many employees nowadays. No, so he finds himself needing to work, and he does audio engineering. So he's trying to 
See about doing some voice acting and stuff. Well, if anybody out there's listening, I know they are. Uh, fucking, yeah, the I, dude's very mad talented. So we're gonna. My goal is to help get, uh, with my network of people that I that I associate with. We can help get him somewhere, but he his machine just crashed. But whatever. So I'm trying to keep it with people that are good people that do cool shit. Like that's the only people I want to be around. That's the only way to be, man. I, I keep it the same way. Uh, dude, fucking Brian Silverbacks, what's going to be on your comic book tombstone? Final question for you, man. How <laughs> are you going to be remembered in this industry? I don't think, I don't think I will be. Oh, you bullshit. Think... Everybody's got something on their tombstone, man. What's yours okay. going to say? He I never quite got there. Oh, bullshit. I'm, I'm <laughs> kicking your tombstone over. I'm, I'm ordering another one. <laughs> I was going to say the motherfucker that made Loggerhead is what you know it's going to say. You know what? You know what it's going to say is something, I don't know, I'm not real good with the words right this minute, but it'll be something to the point of he tried to help a lot of people and will never know how much he helped somebody. Like, Fucking I think, man. I think I've tried to help a lot of people and I don't know, like, there's no, there's no quantifying how much you've inspired or how much you've helped somebody. Nope. And I'm hoping that I'm doing that and I hope to do it more because the more success that if I do receive more success or more uh, notoriety or anything that comes with any of the stuff that I'm doing, my goal is to refocus that and try, try to make sure that the next people get stuff like that's really what I want to do. The reason that I ask for people to follow me on Instagram, right? It's not a selfish thing. I don't give a shit, right? But if I have 7,000 people or 10,000 people follow me on Instagram, then when I post Jimmy's artwork, because I like it, then maybe 3,000 of those people will also go to Jimmy's artwork mm. and Jimmy can try to start to make a living. So the more eyes that I have on me makes it easier for me to kind of say, hey, here's some cool shit you should look at. Check out Jim. Check out Bob. Check out Jill. Check out Ashley. Like, that's what I want to do. Dude, and honestly, I relate, man. Because to me, uh, when people come to me and say, hey, I heard about you. Could you help me with my Kickstarter? It doesn't matter who you are. I'm fucking touched. I'm always touched when somebody comes to me, whether I've heard of them or not, and say, hey, man, can I come on? Because I'm looking to to get my name out there. I'm going to do everything I goddamn can at that point. I'm like, fuck this person. They, they came to me. I'm not going to let yeah. them down. So I'm going to work even harder to gain the follow, the, the biggest following well, I can. I don't like people will, listening to my voice. I will voice. send people your way. Fucking A, dude. Send them my way. It's not that I, I, I do three episodes a week because I enjoy my stupid voice. No, I actually I'm trying, <laughs> I'm trying to get the, the people I'm talking to out there. If I'm not talking to them, I'm talking about them. It's all about the creator for me. This podcast has nothing to do with me. I just want to know everything and have that ego so that I could have that confidence to be like, yeah, this might motherfucker's good and people are well he right yeah says it's you're good. ahead it's of the curve good. i mean that's that's what i'm going for i, I appreciate that that's, that's what i'm going for but, but yeah I, I understand where you are on that man i i and i i respect the shit out so of that. i hope that my tombstone says something to that effect nah th he helped <laughs> yeah <laughs> keep it short and simple letter uh, letterers are expensive on stone <laughs> <laughs> dude Man, this this was awesome, Brian. You're welcome on this show anytime, dude. As far All as right, well, just let me know when we're going to do it again, man. Sounds good, brother. It's a long time in the coming. Uh, uh, All right, so Brian Silverbacks. Brian with a Y. Silver B-A-X. Kara Prime. K-E-R-R-A. Prime. Got it. Check it out. 
Yes, sir. All links will be posted in the description. And All right, you guys stay creative. Yes, sir. Cheers, brother. In a world of utter randomness, one podcast stood up from the bunch. And it was the amazing world of talking shiz. <laughs> Sorry, I had to clear my throat there. Um, yeah, it's just mainly randomness. And focus is definitely not being not focused there. on at all. No. <laughs> uh, our podcast is definitely um, no theme at all. It's literally random and talk about literally everything and throwing in random jokes at any given time. Yeah. We're on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Hey. So go ahead, tune in. New episodes weekly. And we're international. International. Very, yes. very well. So tune in. Follow yeah. us on Twitter. See you there. All right. There you have it. Another creator has been cornered. Another episode in the books. Brian Silverbacks, he had all of the energy, didn't he? <laughs> Dude's a monster. He's aspiring for great things, and I commend him for it. You know, he kind of, I always felt like he was a friend of the show, even though. <laughs> He fucking didn't even know what show he was coming on. How about that? Uh, I'm not gonna lie. I, I laughed on the inside, and yeah, there was you know if you if I ever do post the video of this, which he kind of urged I did, but it's again it was <laughs> uh, man. Yeah, I I love that he didn't know what this podcast was. He started during the pandemic. <laughs> no, no, I just celebrated two fucking years. This is episode 241. Oh, man. That's all right, though. Hey, the way I see it, I got a new listener, right? One could only hope. Uh, but, yes, uh, Kara Prime, back it. Back it while there's still time. Um, uh, this this universe that he's creating, I'm intrigued by. Uh, Loggerhead, you know, this, this, this character's got a lot of fucking potential, man. A lot of potential. Definitely has the creepy factor. The design's on point. I just dig it. I dig everything about this universe he's fixing to put out, so um, just take my word for it, right? Big things coming. So, um, as always, I have to remind you to rate this podcast five stars on Apple or iTunes or whatever the hell you call it. Um, shoot, leave any feedback anywhere you can. Podchaser, like the hashtag the apocalypse. Uh, list on Podchaser, then you're just going to have access to all of the greatest fucking comic, or not comic book podcast, just po indie podcast is what I'm trying to say. Out there. That's what it is. Hashtag the apocalypse. You'll find it on Twitter as well. Um, beyond all that, uh, Patreon. Sign up for Patreon. Patreon.com slash cheers to comics for a little as a buck a month. It shows me how much you truly appreciate the content that I work so hard to put out, and uh, yeah, yeah, man, uh, that's it, that's it, I'm done, I'm done blabbing, it's been fun, I had a blast talking with Brian Silverbacks, I hope you've had a blasty blast listening, as always, I urge you, and man, do I urge you, stay safe out there, it's fucking crazy, Read responsibly. Cheers of hookers. Hi, uh, you're listening to Cheers to Comics Podcast. This is Mark Russell, and you're listening to the Cheers to Comics Podcast. Hey, everyone. I'm Monty Michael Moore, and this is the Cheers to Comics Podcast with Brian Wayne.
This is Drew Zucker. You're listening to Cheers to Comics podcast.